0: Good morning,
2: San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahadi, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff that's going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. 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 It was a nice day out this morning. It looks like, the- <laughs> yeah. Not Start that again. A Little dark still, but it's <laughs> going to be a nice day today. It looks like. But yeah. the darkness, yes, made those stars shine. Did they not? It was crystal clear. It was at very my house. clear. Which is funny because it was pretty cloudy last night, at least up here, over at my place.
1: It was beautiful this morning, a little cooler than it had to be, but it certainly wasn't cold. I think think it depends
3: on one's perspective of cold.
1: Although it cooled down a little bit in the afternoon yesterday. It did. I took my jacket off for a little while and then I started feeling... Oh, old. old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know had to go put it on when the onshore flow came
3: in. A lot of the guys were saying how beautiful it was yesterday. And I said, it is, but it's going to get cloudy this afternoon. And they're like, no, it's gorgeous. The sun is out. I said, it's going to get cloudy. I was looking at the weather before I came in, and it got cloudy. Are yeah,
1: you authorized to do that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Have I sublet you that <laughs> you gave me the franchise? Made, you did. You let me do some meteorology. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's supposed to be a nice week. Uh I think we have a chance of sprinkles on Monday. Monday, I did hear that, and windy, but otherwise we should be clear into next weekend. But they're casting a cutoff low our direction and saying there's things could change for next weekend, so we'll see. Enjoy the week.
2: Yeah. Is it going to be another atmospheric river event, or
1: uh, I'll get back to you on okay. that. Okay, uh, cutoff lows. Drift and wander aimlessly as they have separated from the jet stream. So they're very hard to forecast, Mr. Anderson.
2: I see. I so see. We'll, we'll, apparently, we'll more apparently in San Diego, everything is very hard to forecast. <laughs> that is correct. So true. That is
1: correct. Although, although they've been pretty good this year with these storms. They have been fairly well predicted. And in past years, when we've had forecasts of an inch of rain next week rarely does it ever materialize and it always gets a day later and then we get a tenth of an inch right a lot less yeah for the first time ever i'm i'm with you on the rest of that but i think they've
3: been
2: moderately decent indeed doing okay what Mm -hmm. do you think Mm -hmm. oh i agree okay getting better at it although on thursday evening was setting up for a looked at my phone to double check and no rain nothing and 10 minutes to five Getting everything set up for driveway happy hour. It started raining, so <laughs> may I? But it, sub- it, but it dried out. It dried out um, by. It dried out by five o'clock. So everything went off okay.
1: I'm going to take it's back the that may matters. I. <laughs> I submit to you. You should not be looking at an hour by hour forecast for precipitation. That's cutting it a little bit close in and uh
2: Well, sometimes there's. Sometimes they nail it, and then other times it's just completely. It's completely. Well, we'll off. go back
3: to your original statement where they can't predict, and yeah. you're using it to predict. So, well, and then, <laughs> to you the sit,
2: hour. And it's funny you look at the you, the the app that's on the the app that's on an iPhone is terrible. I mean, it, I don't know who, I don't know where they're getting their predictions from, but it it does not it does not work very well, um, especially on the hour to hour thing because it changes. You can look at it and say, "Oh wow, we're expecting sixty percent chance of rain next hour." Then you look at it. 10 minutes later, and there's no chance of rain. Well, I submit to you and you, Mr. Allman, because I know
1: you look at the hour by hour and have predicted correctly, your phone has, which whatever app you're using, that going hour by hour, you'd be better off just walking out to the west side of Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway and looking at the clouds that are coming towards you. And that'll give you a better indication of what's going to happen in the next hour.
2: That's probably true. Well,
3: regardless of the source, whether without it's, regard to without regard to the source, whether it's the an app, the you know, the local weather channel, whatever, we've had a lot of rain, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's been good.
1: Way to yeah. go, Forest. Yeah, yes. that is correct.
4: How much yeah. rain have we actually had? Do you, um, I
1: don't know. You a were lot. saying that.
4: No. Uh, we well, Who was it saying? Kevin Granjello said they had thirty inches in Escondido. Yeah, so far. And
1: we, we just had another customer in from Escondido yesterday that was saying that. They're up to 30 inches already this year. Wow oh, word. That's a lot of rain. That's a lot, That's of, a lot rain, of rain. Yeah. Which is good. Everything's green, it's beautiful. Um, our seasons might be a little bit behind because we've had an actual winter with overcast, cooler temperatures, and we've had a chance for the first time that I can remember um, to complain that we're having too much rain. When, is, when are we going to have some sunshine?
2: Yeah, that we haven't been able very, to
1: do that for a while. In it doesn't happen
2: California. very often. Uh, let's see when do we have uh, April 1st today um, we do have classes in both stores in San Diego at nine o'clock it's going to be house plants with Ted at 9:30 in Poway it's going to be collecting cleaning storing and starting native plant seeds with Renee Murphy uh, who was from who used to be with Musa Creek I believe is that correct Creek? Creek. Yeah. and then at from 10 to 2 today uh, Ronan sharpening is going to be in in the san diego store and you can bring your dull tools into the folks at ronin and for a fee they will sharpen them and they should have much more capability than we usually do for sharpening so uh i would encourage you if you have some dull stuff laying around to bring it in and then tomorrow 10 to 2 they are going to be in the poway store offering the same service uh Nobody's going to take a shot at me of being a dull tool? Or are we going to just let that pass? <laughs> we'll just let that pass this okay.
1: time. Okay.
3: It's all over the internet. We don't need to do it. <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs> okay. Uh,
2: next Saturday, there are it's uh, Easter weekend. There are no classes in either store. And we are closed on Easter, I believe, yeah. on Sunday, both stores. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So um, we wish everybody a happy Easter and have a nice celebration if that is what you do. Um, let's see what else have we got. Oh, the um, the orchid show at the San Diego Botanical Garden is well worth going to see. Uh, Melanie and I went up not last weekend, but the weekend before, and it was it was quite impressive. We ran into uh, John Clements just the other day in the Poway store. He had stopped in, and he said that they switched they switched the plants out every week on Tuesday. The, the Garden is closed on Tuesday. They go in and switch out all the plants. So you can go multiple times and you'll see different things. And he also said that the majority of the stuff that they have um, is from private collectors uh, and they contract with them to display their plants. So you'll see some really neat stuff.
1: It's kind of interesting when you put that and think about that in that context that these are plants that are hidden. You know, these are gems that are. Incredible to us when you get to see them, but they're just some plant, in somebody's hanging in somebody's backyard yeah. you know,
2: yeah so very very interesting stuff uh let's see down in Balboa park today if you if you have a inkling to adopt a turtle or a tortoise, it's as the turtle and tortoise society is having their annual adoption day today, so you can you Good can go know. down and, you can go down and pick up a turtle if you like. Um, and next week, the Cactus and Succulent Society is having a show and sale on Saturday, April 8th in Balboa Park. Um, April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, the San Diego County Orchid Society is having show and sale, and that's at the Casa Del Prado. So I'm guessing they changed venues because it looks like they take over the entire right. Casa Del Prado. So,
1: And the courtyard
2: and everything around Yeah, it. the courtyard, the rooms, everything. Uh, so that's April twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third, and I think that's about all. It's looks like that's about all. That's okay. Well, going you're on. looking at your I, next yeah. note. I think yeah. we
1: should ask Mark Mahadey. Yes. What's going to happen today with uh, the um, Aztecs in Houston?
2: Well,
4: we don't. Oh, in Houston? Yeah, we're playing Florida Atlantic. In oh, Houston, though. In right?
3: Houston, that's correct.
4: Yeah. So what's going to be a good game, and we're going to win. All right. Let's Go Aztecs.
1: Aztecs. So yeah. to
3: Mark's question about rain, in San Diego, Montgomery Field, 15.93 inches. This is from July 1st to now. Okay. And that is, um, that is 174% above our average to date. That's a lot of rain. Right. Oceanside of rain. had 19.7, which is 186% above average.
2: That's pretty crazy.
1: That's why the weeds are growing so why well and why well. everything is so green. The... Uh, have you guys been noticing the ceanothus on the hillsides all blooming? Oh, yeah. It's looking good. Yeah.
3: We we had hiked uh, Lake Poway, I think, uh, two two Sundays ago, and it was just full of flowers everywhere. And the ceanothus were just starting to pop up on the hillsides.
2: Yeah, we were out at Gooden Ranch a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was pretty nice out there, too.
1: I thought about going hiking this last <laughs> week to, to a nice place that would have had lots of pretty things. I didn't well, it's make
3: important it. that you think about yes, it. Yes, yes.
2: Well, when we were in Las Vegas last week, we drove out to um Valley of Fire, which is northeast of Las Vegas. Um, and it it's it's an incredible place. It, it I if you're ever in Las Vegas and you have a car and you want to go do a road trip, I would highly recommend it. It's a it's a stunning place. Um but the the contrast between the desert plants that were all growing like crazy Um, leafed out and blooming and the red rock formations all around them was it was it was just beautiful
1: after one of our trade shows mr anderson uh your dad likes to take little tour detours on the way home Mm -hmm. and we went to red rock canyon Mm -hmm. is that close to where you are is it totally unrelated totally unrelated
3: lots of good bouldering there rock climbing is there oh yeah
1: well we did we did a like a one-hour walk around there on our way, and then we went to Palump, and then ended up. Where's the thermometer? Baker. Baker. So yes. Then you come out at Baker.
2: Yeah, yeah. I can't remember which, which highway it is, but you can. There's a highway that start that ends in Baker that runs right up into Death Valley. Yeah,
1: you you yeah. it teed the the road we were on teed at, the gateway to Death Valley. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's. There's some neat stuff up there, and Mount Charleston was just completely covered in snow. Oh, was, really? Yeah. That'd be pretty. Yeah. It, it is pretty up there when when yeah. when there's snow in the mountains around the city. It's it it is very pretty. Doesn't happen very often, but no. it's it is very pretty. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Um let's see, looking at my notes. Oh we I overheard you talking to somebody, George, I overheard you talking to somebody the other yesterday, I guess it was, about the origin of the Jim Bacon avocado.
3: Right. And yeah, it's, it it's, was, called, it's called a Jim or Jim bacon, and it was a seedling from a bacon.
2: Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was very interesting.
5: I'll, yeah. I'll,
2: I'll accept that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well the, a lot of interesting varieties come out of those seedlings i mean david you have one that's delicious and a i seedling. have two now right just a seedling but it takes a little time for them to start producing
4: yeah how many yes, years it
1: does i don't know i didn't pay attention to when they started growing okay. but it's been years well we
4: we because we have people bring in or talk about seeds and growing them, but it's not instantaneous. How no. many? It takes many years for them to... And you
3: produce. don't always get something that's Desirable. delightful. Correct. No,
1: my my newest seedling is an extra large fruit that does darken when it's ripe. It has heavier skin than the regular seedlings that I... a thicker skin. So okay. it's easier to scoop the, the meat out. But it is more mild in flavor. It's not as interesting of a flavor to it. But... Um, Tom Spellman was saying he he go this would be a great farmers market variety. It's too big for commercial purposes, but it'd be a great farmers market variety. People would, uh, it would draw attention and money at a farmers market situation. So I'm going to give him some pieces of it, and he's going to grow it and see if it
2: see how it produces for him. Well, we had a, yeah, we had a a customer. It was a couple of weeks ago. Brought in a bunch of avocados that were from a seedling, and it was up in. Um, the tree was up in Long Beach, I think it was, and they were they were really they good. were, they were, out, were delicious. outstanding avocados um the only the only downside on the on that particular one was the pit was so big yeah it had had a very large pit in it, but the quali- the quality of the fruit itself was was really really good as a matter of fact, Tom told
1: me to find uh gray right. gray martin yeah he said uh, See if you can reach him to see if he will test some of it for you.
3: And and so Gray—that's Gray E. Martin.
1: Gray E. Martin or Gem
3: or Gem Avocado. Yes, right.
1: Yes, and so I thought maybe Kevin would have access to him, and maybe Kevin—I'll have to find out if he still dabbles in avocado seedlings. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Grangetto.
2: Okay, I know. Thank you. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go to the phones where Viola is waiting in San Diego. Good morning, Viola. How are you?
6: Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. How are
2: you? I'm doing well, thank you. What can we do for you?
6: Yes, last week, uh, last Saturday, you uh, talked about red apple disease, and you recommended two products, and I didn't get the spelling of the one. It was something in in foam. phone.
1: AgriFos. A-G-R-I-P-H-O-S. Okay. It's a Monterey product, and it does a good job of knocking it down, but it does not cure it.
6: Oh, okay. So when you say Monterey product, what do you mean by that? That's the... the, um, the
1: manu- Manufacturer, yeah. The manufacturer is the, the Monterey manu- Horticultural okay. Company, or Monterey. Can it's I'm Monterey. From-
6: Okay, and
1: what was the other one you recommended? It was um, PhySan, P H Y S A N.
6: Okay, all right. Is that a foam too?
1: Also, they're both liquids. The Agrifoss is a safer product to use. There are more cautions and concerns with the. While you should always be careful when using these products, there are more concerns about the FISAN, um, especially with eyeballs and things. Um, So I would recommend
2: the Agrifoss.
6: Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And and I'm glad you're on the radio.
2: Well, thank you very much. You have a great weekend, Viola. Thanks for calling. Uh, Bye-bye. Take care. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, roses are starting to uh, oh hang on a second but, okay so it's Garden Foss yeah it used they to be they changed the yeah.
1: name from AgriFoss so Viola I hope you are still listening it's Monterey Garden Foss they changed the name so and it is P-H-O-S um, yeah it they, used to be called AgriFoss
2: correct oops oh we got it corrected okay, yeah. okay. in a timely manner yeah um, Roses are just going nuts right now. Um, it looks so good. They really do. In San Diego, they're a little bit farther along than they are in Poway, but I think that, I'm sure that's just because of the the cold weather or Poway being cooler than it is down in San Diego. Yeah, but, we are pretty cool, but they all they all look they all look really really nice this time of the year. Oh, the flower, the the buds are opening the, up in yeah. Poway, and
1: they are huge. They have really enjoyed the, rain. the cooler constant weather you know a typical first quarter for us we would have some 70 and 80 plus degree days True. and very dry and they have enjoyed this they just look much more lush and the the, the buds seem bigger and fuller Absolutely. than they normally do
3: those at our house are look great the plants look great but they haven't really popped yet with with flowers so we're looking forward to it here
1: mine at home are the same they're just a little behind the buds are there they haven't opened yet.
2: Um we are pretty much fully stocked for uh vegetable gardening too for spring gardening. We've even started getting some of the really hot peppers in too. Really? Yeah. It's I I was I was pretty stunned at how much stuff we had out there. Um which will probably be mostly gone by Monday. by Monday. Yeah, that's, uh, but just about everything you just about everything you could want to put into your garden. Is on the tables, and I, I'm sure it's. In, I'm sure it is in San Diego as well, but it, I know it is in. Do you know where everything I want to put in my garden is right now?
4: In your backseat or in the trunk of your car?
1: No, I took it out. <laughs> okay, and I put them under the roof for the rain because I didn't want the hail to beat them up. But this morning before I left, I put them out on top of my trash can so that they're out from under so the roof. you'll they're remember gonna get that. sun today, okay, my peppers and my tomatoes. Did you put yours in the ground? Oh yeah did the what did the hail do to them?
3: i did, I don't I didn't see any hail uh, up where we were.
1: The nursery in Poway, I know the whole area was white on Thursday
3: it was, but yeah I didn't, we can, it wasn't a, when I left in the morning or went out in the morning, there wasn't any
2: yeah we probably, we probably got a good half to three quarters of an inch of hail at my house on Thursday morning just before I came into work. It it came down pretty good.
1: And when I got in, I I went in late on Thursday morning. I didn't even notice. I had no idea it had hailed, but somebody was asking me about a sago palm in the back and wanted me to pull it out. When I went and looked at it, there was still, this was at 10.30 or 11 o'clock in the morning, there was still hail in the crown of it sitting there that from 7 o'clock
3: that that
2: morning hadn't melted. Yeah, we there was hail on the on our balcony for quite a while um, on the north side of the house.
3: Have either of you been noticing any customers bringing in plant products with hail damage?
2: Yes. Yep. You, you've uh, you've yeah, seen and it. You yesterday
1: coming. somebody brought in uh, tomato leaves with what looked like the bacterial spot, which happens to show up after cool, wet periods of, and we've had quite a few of those. And then, but with it was. Another leaf that had clear hail damage on it. It was streaked. It looked like a a meteor going across the sky. The way it had put the white line through the leaf, you could just see where it scraped off the upper surface of the leaf.
2: Yeah, it, we'll start seeing more of that as uh, as time goes on. And we, we, well, you and I were talking about the um, the Denturas just got shredded. Shredded. Just we. You'll see it on. On more succulent th- succulent leaves and um, softer foliage, Bougainville, as I know can be very susceptible to it.
3: That's your the angel's trumpet.
2: The <laughs> angel trumpet, yeah. right? Yeah, looked like, fl-
3: it looked like snails had got it at first. Then you realized that they were just it plummet, plummeted through all of them. Yeah, I, I
6: kind
1: of enjoy when people bring those things in and you diagnose it at hail as hail, and at first, yeah, there's they, absolutely no belief or understanding. Totally there's true. No recognition. But there was no there. hail. And, in the hill of my house, yeah, and it takes some explaining. And you can see on many when you have more than one leaf, you can see shadow patterns where there was another leaf above it, and so there's no damage there. And then people come around, and you can go show them in the yard at the nursery where we have it. But it's correct. Yeah. It's not obvious. Nobody thinks that hail is going to do that damage to their plant. And I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people just don't associate that with damage to plants that it well, just,
4: I've, I've had where i don't want to argue with anybody but it's like it didn't heal at my house i'm like well yeah unless it went so right it around is. your house but <laughs> it healed everywhere i mean yeah
1: who was i joking with this week about the place oh it was a customer um it was the customer with the bacterial spot on his tomatoes he said um I, I said that we've had a fairly cool wet spring. He said, Not at my house. I've had no rain at my house. there's this one spot where there has been no rain, um, and that's yeah. probably the same place that doesn't get the hail.
4: Right, and so I mean I don't want to fight with you, but yeah.
1: he was he was joking, but right that does happen. People just don't it, right. you don't associate a natural phenomenon like just our benign hail. I guess
2: in the Midwest people you know, associate yeah. hail with a whole thing. Sure, when cars yeah, with dented roofs yes. exactly yeah. different, broken windshields and different class of, of hail for sure. Uh I was I was looking at the God, what day was it? What I guess it was Thursday. would I look I pulled up the uh the webcam for Julian. They have one on Main Street in Julian. Mm-hmm. There was a ton of snow up there. They were there were actually snow plows moving down. Main Street to 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 clear it. I was I was really surprised because Melanie had talked about going to the desert um, yesterday and I told her I said, Eh, I don't know that that's gonna be such a such a good route over there.
3: So. I, I was helping a customer this week in the Staghorn Ferns and he was wearing shorts and flip flops and we were all dressed warmly. Mm-hmm. And I said, aren't, you, aren't your feet cold? Aren't you cold? He goes, I'm from Julian. He said, I, "This is it's, <laughs> it's, it's. there's a foot of snow up there, and, and this is much warmer right now.
1: So. That's funny. It's Another one of those
2: generational moments. Well, yes. perspective. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, the other thing, too, with the amount of rain that we've had, um, you've got to start watching out for oversaturation on stuff. I mean, nobody should have sprinklers on. I, I don't think my sprinklers have been on since January is when i shut them off are you sure i'm pretty well i know they're not on okay um but i still i have water draining out of my yard all the time i mean that clay soil just soaks it up and just slowly lets it lets it trickle out
1: water rarely stands in my yard a neighbor drained a pool accidentally across my yard and it was gone within an hour or two but My yard is saturated now, where water will sit, and it's the only place that I see it sitting is in the exposed soil in the chicken coop. But there was still standing water in there today. It'll be gone later today with the sun out. But I've never had water standing in my yard before for any anything beyond an hour or so because it percolates so well.
2: Yeah, it's. It is draining so much out of it is draining so much out of my yard that where the where the drain lines come out to the street, there's actually algae growing now. They're gonna come we, get you. I I know. I, <laughs> there's nothing I can do though. So just let it just let it slowly dry out. Which hopefully hopefully it will. This should but be a it, good week for that. But I know I noticed as we were walking into the studio this morning, they have those big planters out front that have. Oh yeah. yeah Birds, have of birds, birds of Paradise in them. They're big bowl-shaped planters. They're all full of water. Right. I mean, two, three inches of water in them. So. And the plants still look like they're alive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, which is pretty pretty amazing.
3: They're becoming aquatic plants. Yes. <laughs> Whether they want to or Whether not. Whether they
2: want to or not. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Mark, stay online. We're talking to you when we come back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, let's see, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to go out to La Mesa where Mark is waiting. Good morning, Mark. How are you?
5: Mark, are you there? Yes. <laughs> Hello? Yep, yeah, we're here. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, and unfortunately I don't get up this early normally, but I, I'm going to really try every week, every Saturday. But um, On weed control, what do you recommend? for controlling weeds, and is Roundup really that bad uh, for, you know, the ground or the water and for people, But um, and what you might recommend other than that?
1: You want me to – is it okay? Yeah. Go. I have no problems using Roundup. I use the generic Roundup called Remuda, and it has been a wonderful weed control for me for my entire life. I use it too. Yeah. There have been lots of issues – um i believe it's just been civil issues with it yeah um my understanding is that it breaks down rapidly in the soil
3: into organic compounds
1: into organic compounds i've had no apparent problems with any residual effect with it damaging anything in my in my yard um i have not used it yet this year and it's quite apparent i have no dead weeds in my yard which i need to do but it, it, that's a I have no problems using it, Um, but and I'm I would recommend it. But if you have an aversion to it, or people with whom you live have an aversion to it, then you may want to try something different. But I love Roundup and its products, and I
2: think they are for me very useful and effective. Yeah, most of the other most of the other weed killers that are out there will do a a top kill where it'll where it'll kill the foliage off but it doesn't necessarily kill the root system so the weeds can come back um roundup breaks the breaks the food chain between the root system and the foliage up on top so it kills the entire plant Uh, there are but like david said there are some alternatives out there to alternatives out there if you if you haven't
4: right
3: if what, you don't if
2: you don't want to use if you don't want to use roundup or remuda and, and if it, you
3: want to, and if you want to reduce the need to do that you need to get the weeds before they go to seed so that you don't have no, another generation waiting there to come up and you can reduce the incidence with the following years by having less
5: weeds
2: yeah and, and mulching weeds. and mulching also helps too to right. keep to keep the keep the weeds from germinating
5: sounds good um, now do you have to worry uh, or be concerned about pets uh, after using roundup They say to keep people
1: and pets out of the area Um, until it dries.
5: That's what I've heard, right? Yeah. Well, great. I've always wondered if it was kind of a hyped-up problem. And uh, thank you for clearing that up. I really appreciate it. I I do have another question, though, about uh, a nashi tree. Um, You know, it's a Japanese apple or something, pear. And uh, we pruned it one time, and I don't know if it's just... I just started noticing it afterwards, but it fruits out, and then, again, it starts to fruit out again, and then it stops when the fruit gets about a quarter, about the size of a quarter, and then it goes dormant.
1: Usually, I'm not familiar with that tree unless it's an Asian pear. It's an Asian pear. Okay. Yeah. Asian pear, um, If it is blooming, and the fruit starts to form, and then it's blooming again later, it would imply that the tree has undergone stress, and... So make sure that during the growing season when the fruit's on there that you keep it hydrated and keep it alive. Um, The first thing a deciduous tree will do when it's stressed or if it's drought stressed will shut down. It'll kind of go into a dormant period or a pseudo-dormant period. And then when it has no leaves on it, the moisture that's in the soil is adequate and it starts to grow again. That would imply to me – and. George and I have had this conversation because he swears to me that his trees go dormant twice no, without I a, him stressing a, a
3: single mulberry did that one year and gave oh, a lot what of it fruit. Oh, And we had this whole discussion about whether okay. it had been drought-stressed
1: or so not. So it may have gotten drought-stressed, and that would cause the fruit to abort when it was small, and it would cause it to re-bloom.
5: Right. Oh, great. Interesting. And if you have one more, sure. I have a little extra time. I've got one more about curly leaf on a lime tree. Is that caused by bugs and how do you remedy
3: that? Most likely that is the citrus leaf miner and it is a, a moth that's active from May till about November. It lays the egg in the new growth and that new growth gets deformed as the miner is mining through the leaf. And oh, you great. can treat that throughout the year um, starting probably about late May, early June with a microbial insecticide called Spinosad. The active ingredient is and it's spinosad, and that's um, Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew is the product we carry that has it in it.
2: Yeah, and you can, also, you can also put, there are pheromone traps that you can put out to reduce the
5: populations as well. Oh, great. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to try to get up early every Saturday. Well, <laughs> thank you.
2: Yeah. We appreciate that.
5: Thank you very much. Appreciate okay, it.
2: have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, uh, go ahead. Do you have another call? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to head up to Julian where Heidi is waiting. Good morning, Heidi. How are you?
7: Good morning. I'm good, thanks. Uh, I have a question looking for um, a suggestion. I was hoping you guys might have some different ideas for me. I'm looking for something which will obviously survive the winters in Julian, um, but I have a planter box that's in front of a business, and I'm looking for something that's going to look fairly manicured and neat. Um, nothing too frowsy or um, rangy or anything like that, and uh, it's in a it's in a, a planter box, maybe one foot by five feet, and it's got it's facing south, and it gets really baked in the sun. It, there's a brick wall above it and a sidewalk in front of it, so it's really hot in the summer.
1: May I go ahead? Yeah, boxleaf euonymus. I was gonna
4: say,
3: or yeah,
1: there's the variegated ones that'll give you good color. Just oh. with a foliage yeah. plant, yeah. or actually the boxwoods should do That's fine exactly up there. What I was, I was thinking say. of the
3: boxwood. The only thing me that too. made me hesitate was it was only a foot, so it's going to need. Some, it's a small box, really, and so it's in, in, in that, that exposure is going to need a little bit more frequent watering.
1: The box leaf yeah. then. So yeah, you and
3: boxwood,
1: or and okay. boxwood? Both of them will tolerate the the cold up there, and they'll take okay. the the sun and the heat as long as you remember to. Water them. Water them.
7: Yeah. Uh, is there, do you have anything that might? Can you guys can think of anything that might have some kind of flowers or um, interest besides just leaves?
1: Now, mm. I think in the in the original request, it was just a nice. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're changing midstream. That's not fair. <laughs> um, um, um. um yeah. I would add annuals in around the base. For color, for color, and just and do that seasonally, and the the vinca minor might uh, yes. tolerate it. Yeah. It'll go dormant during the winter, but I think it won't. It, it wouldn't kill the stems, um, so it'll come back out and spill out of the boxes during the the spring, summer, and fall.
7: Okay. Well, thank you very much for your help.
2: Okay. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye. Um, That's a it, tough one right there. With flowers, something with flowers. Would Southern indica azaleas work?
3: Southern exposure, full sun.
2: The about Southern, indi- sun, yeah. southern yeah. Indicas yeah. would take, take it. They'll I, take I, some sun. It but might be a little a little difficult for them. I'm just wondering about I, the cold. Is the
4: exactly? Then you get to the summertime, and you get the heat.
2: Flowering yeah. quince. Yeah, yeah. That's an option. Yeah, yeah. That would do it. Um like, would probably yeah. work. Yeah. You would have to prune it a little bit. But. Right.
4: And it's not going to look like much in the
2: wintertime. But no, but in the summer, or it'll in the come spring, back. It'll, yeah. The winter was just, we just have to get it
3: through the winter. Correct. Yeah. It doesn't have to look yeah. good in the winter. Good can we point. go
2: back to Roundup for a minute? Uh, just a minute. We've got another phone call. Okay. Uh, we're going to head out to Point Loma where Alan is waiting. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Okay. What can we do for you?
1: Uh, about, uh, let's see, three or four weeks ago, you mentioned a specific hoe that was used for taking out we- individual weeds you said you just slide it across and it's really easy, and yes. I went to your Loma oh,
3: ahead, nursery
1: you. and they didn't know a thing about it. it sounds like a hula hoop. Sounds hula-ho. like a yes. yeah. hula
0: hoop.
1: Yeah, it's a how it's a little hoop that? and you scrape it along the soil and it's great right now while the soil's wet because you can easily just get under the surface. Hula, H-U-L-A.
2: yeah. Hula what? is how you spell it. Oh, just like the dance. Just,
1: just like the yeah. Okay,
2: fine. Yeah.
1: Now they do they carry this thing anywhere?
2: They should have it at the San Diego store. Yeah, you can give them a call and ask them to check, but the, they should have it down there. And I'm yeah, sure I, I'm sure we have it if they're currently available. I'm sure we have them in Poway. They were too.
1: there yesterday were or the there. day before in yeah. Poway for yeah. sure. Okay, that's that's all I want. The other, I one other question. Is that okay? Certainly. Um, I try to grow corn, and it only gets about two to three feet and the corn comes out and it
7: is about one inch corn cobs Mm -hmm. i I can't get it to grow any bigger
2: are you feeding it with anything
7: um
1: i feed it with uh miracle grow
3: and you're doing that every two weeks
2: no yeah Yeah, miracle yeah miracle grow miracle grow is a good fertilizer but you have to use it religiously and you have to use and it's every two weeks if that's the liquid one the blue
3: the blue one that you mix up with the water is that the one you're using yes yeah that has to be used frequently so and 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 corn is a very heavy feeder it needs a lot of nitrogen
2: yeah Mm, okay yeah give it a shot yeah that that's what i i I just do it more frequently and i think that'll i think that'll help okay all right thank you okay thanks for the call bye-bye take care You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to be back with more right after this. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Um, You had We don't need to talk
1: about that. You you want me to go? You might as Well, well. I know and remember vividly spraying a bunch of brambles that had volunteered between my parents' property and the neighbors in the late 70s. And mom came home with Roundup Super Concentrate and I hooked it up to a hose sprayer and sprayed it on then and that was not the first time I've ever used it and it certainly wasn't the last time I've ever used it but it is something that has gotten very bad publicity recently and people have to make choices and decisions for themselves Um, I've used it always but in the later years of mom's life she would not let us use Roundup on her property and I honored that although it made it much more difficult to to take care of the property but uh, as long as you don't get it on use it in accordance with the label as george reminded me is important and don't spray it on anything you want to uh to keep alive and you should be happy but if you're concerned about it don't use it don't I, use there it. are a lot of yeah. folks
3: that have a, a misconception that if you spray a plant that it's going to go down into those roots across the yeah. ground up to their other tree that they want and and that is is not a problem.
2: It's not, not going to happen. Not how oh, yeah. it works. Yeah. Uh, you got well, another call? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to head up to uh, Ramona where Rob is waiting. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. What's up?
7: Well, I've got a couple questions. One, we were talking the other week about the um, that nasty bug that's on the citrus and how we should spray horticultural oil. And I have some blood oranges and uh, another orange that are really heavily. They're really starting to bud out, and I didn't want to kill them by spraying it. I wanted to know if it's okay to spray them when they're flowering or what's up with that. The
1: the label says not to spray when they're in full bloom. Um, It is important to spray them. If you want to monitor for the pest for the Asian citrus psyllid, that tiny little bug that gets on the new growth, do. And then wait till they're past the prime bloom and the bloom is waning um, to be in accordance with the label.
7: So once the fruit is, like, set, then go ahead and spray it? Yes. Yeah, yes.
1: Just after that, all that white petal fall will look like snow under the tree when they're almost done blooming. And after that, it's fine to do it. It's not—they just suggest you don't spray when it's in full bloom.
7: Okay, what does that uh, look like, the silda look like, if it's on the tree?
1: It looks like a splinter. It's a <laughs> tiny little light brown insect that sets against the stem at a 45-degree angle and the the midges the larva of them look like a little cream-colored sand crab that puts out a white exudate it looks like a little bit of dental floss kind of wrapping around them if you see that you have the the larval stage which the oil will control and the adult is a tiny little brown bug sitting at a 45 degree angle to the leaves or stems of the new growth
3: and it'll look like it'll look like a wax that that dental floss. looks waxy.
7: Okay, okay. So it's still pretty rare, I take it?
1: No, the no, bug the, is everywhere. It's almost ubiquitous.
3: The disease is is more rare, but the, the insect is everywhere. I and we have to
1: said. control the insect to limit the spread of the disease.
7: Right. Okay. Okay, thank you. Now, my, can I ask another question? Certainly. Uh, I got a bunch of horse manure with actually some emu dropping in it too but i use it for gardening but then i was reading uh that there might be concerns about the residue antibiotics from the horse um you know the horse is being injected, and i wanted to know how your opinion on using the compost or horse manure for gardening
1: i would take you back to our previous answers about roundup i would be relatively non concerned about the minimal let's just say there was uh antibiotic residue in the manure by the time it gets diluted out and mixed in i would not have concerns about that but i i promise you i am not an expert on antibiotics in animal waste
7: right
2: yeah uh. And, and the I, composting process would probably break down some of I, think, I well. think,
3: yeah, if you compost it, I, I wouldn't have any reservations about using it once it was composted.
7: Yeah, that's what it was saying. That the compost breaks it down like 90% of it. Um, yeah, okay, so I'll have to do some more reading on it. They were saying the concern was the, um, like, any, not so much the antibiotic itself, but just getting anti, uh, um, like, sap resistant, and mercer resistant. Uh, organisms in the ground and I, so that was my concern. I already did get one infection a while ago and it was difficult to treat. Uh, I don't think that had anything to do with the horse manure. but Okay, well I'll read up a little more on it and I won't be too concerned. It's in a big giant pile right now, composting.
1: And by the time it gets into the soil it's going to be quite dilute, but
7: if it does, I, yeah, I would look into it some yeah, more yeah, if
1: you exactly. are concerned.
7: Okay. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoy your show. It's
2: thank very you. Thank you, Rob. Have a great weekend. And you guys, too. Okay, okay thanks. Bye. Graze at the Fields? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Kevin Granjetto sent
1: me this. They are one of the sponsors of Graze at the Fields at the Carlsbad Flower Fields, Thursday, April 13th, from 5 to 8 p.m. The San Diego County Farm Bureau is partnering with local farmers, chefs, beverage purveyors, and ag organizations. To host a one of a kind outdoor experience, grazers get to taste the bounty from San Diego County. (laughs) Bounty from, okay. Through locally grown and curated bites and beverages. This is an opportunity for 300 people from our community to view the variety of agriculture while interacting with our local farmers and purveyors. The Farm Bureau is a nonprofit. Anyway, that's happening on the 13th of April uh, from 5 to 8 p.m. up the flower fields. Uh, it will still be light at that time, and a lot of local – well, we just said a lot of local people will, will be there. You had a few of the businesses or things that were just,
3: – Just a lot of the the local farms, you know, tons of them, and then uh, some wineries, uh, vodka houses, uh, et cetera. It You can find it at the uh, San Diego Farm uh website.
2: It sounds like an interesting uh, – Is it S- San Diego Farm S- Bureau or S- San Diego S- County Farm it's Bureau?
3: SD – FarmBureau SD, SD Farm, SD Farm, Farm Bureau Bureau.org.
1: dot org. Okay, it was, sounds like fun. It's just in the wrong yeah, end if, of the if, county. If, for, if we
3: weren't going to be out of town, I would be. I think I'd have to go to the go South to that. County
2: people, I think it was about three or four years ago. My mom got um, tickets for Melanie and I to go to uh, Staley Ranch up in Okay in Fallbrook, and they did a very similar thing where they Staley Ranch is is an organic. Um, organic farming operation up there and they brought in all kinds of food that they had grown on the ranch and did a whole did a whole like five course dinner um out in in the ranch and then they did tours of the ranch too so you could see what they were doing and it was it was pretty it was pretty interesting and the, the food was fantastic they, they did a they did a really nice job i haven't heard that they're still doing that but um that was it sounds very similar to what they're going to be doing the at the Farm at the Bureau. It
1: looks like there's a whole host of sponsors and participants that are going to be there in the beverage field, the food field, the fruit field, the whole field. kit and caboodle. Indeed. Mountain Meadow Mushroom Farms, Rancho Monta Vista.
4: You can't just show up, though, can you? No, no it, you got to buy
1: tickets.
2: It's, limited, and it's limited to 300 people. And right. I don't see the price of the tickets, but... If you um, have to ask, David. and and you, and you know, speaking of the flower fields, I was looking at their website um, a couple of weeks ago, right about the time that they opened, and tickets are required to get into the flower fields, but you have to purchase them online, and a lot of places are doing that. Are now. doing that yeah. now, which eh, I yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan uh, <laughs> I, of but. that, uh, but. That a lot of them are a lot of them have gone have gone to that now, so if you think you're going to go to the flower fields, make sure you buy your tickets online before you go. I guess you could probably buy them on your phone in the parking lot, but uh, you definitely need the ticket before you before you get there. Uh, garden classes today in San Diego house plants with Ted at nine o'clock at nine thirty it's going to be collecting cleaning storing, and starting native plant seeds with Renee Murphy, formerly a Musa Creek uh, nursery. And 10 to 2, it's a tool sharpening service by Ronan Sharpening in San Diego. And 10 to 2 tomorrow, it is going to be Ronan Sharpening service, uh, tool sharpening in Poway. I think that's very good. Is that about it? I it's 60 a- bucks a head if you want to go eat, drink, and be merry. That's a pretty good deal. Okay. It is. Yeah, I would say that is a good deal. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with another hour next week. Have a great weekend, everybody.